Yo, yo, what's good, y'all? It's your girl, Von J. We'll get Von J in your life podcast. And I am back with a new episode titled Being a Black Woman in America with my homegirl special guest, Carrie. Um, she on the gram, y'all, at Check the Weather. So we finna get into it. Um, Carrie, I felt like you were a good fit to be a part of this particular episode because you are uh, a black woman, you're a mom, you're an educator, and you are into the environment, and you also have to co-parent with a black man. So, what for you right now... What is what does it mean to be sorry? What does it mean to be a black woman in America right now for you? Um, to be a black woman in America means to be one of the most overworked and underappreciated human beings in the world. Huh. Um, I think that as black women, we are oftentimes from a young age told that we need to reach these certain levels of achievement and we're not given the same passes that even our our male counterparts are given you know i think that male black men they have a lot of struggles and we as women we as a lot of times we feel like we have to be the nurturers right we'll work with them in their struggles but they won't necessarily work with us in our struggles and when at the end of the day who picking up the kid? Most of the time, the mama. It's the mama. Right. You know? Now there are cases. Who paying daycare? Right. Who the pay, mama? The mama. Right. <laughs> and it's not to say like I know a lot of really amazing black single fathers who have stepped up in ways that are are awesome. But that is the exception and not the rule, unfortunately. In a lot of cases, for women, black women, we have to navigate in all of these different spaces without properly getting the respect that we need. Even if we are a woman like Serena Williams, where we have reached these levels of excellence, we are one of the best athletes in the world, but there's still some random ass nurse that's willing to kill us off and not listen to what our needs are because they have less respect for us because we are a black woman. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, so it's a so do you feel like that's for the average black woman, everyday working black woman in America, and not really the Serena Williams and those that are might be, you know, you got the Michelle Obamas, you got the Beyonce's. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like it's a difference, or do you feel like uh, not really? They just more in the spotlight. Um, I think they have more spotlight and more money to get away from some of the issues that they might have but I don't think that it exempts them from having those issues you know as a a black woman um, they still have to continuously explain themselves um, in a way that I don't necessarily think white women have to do that's deep Um, and they're uh, constantly we are constantly championing ourselves. Championing. That's interesting because you know? when you say that, 
Because we can use Janet as a prime example. Right. The inner, the infamous, you know, titty Nipplegate. malfunction. Nipplegate. 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 <laughs> I believe Janet was she was she asked to apologize for that? She was. And and Justin Timberlake was the one that pulled it off of her. So he literally he sexually not, assaulted he, her. Well, I don't know if I'm gonna say Jay assaulted her. I think it was they both were performing but my issue with the whole situation is that she was asked to apologize and i don't think he was he wasn't asked to apologize and on top so of that you he, think it's his fault it is his fault because one they didn't talk about that at rehearsal they didn't talk about you pulling this pastel off of my nipple during rehearsal this was something that he did on his own in oh, his wow. realm I never so, knew that. Yeah. That part of yeah, it. Yeah. So this is on you. So this wasn't even something that was this. He just freestyling, pulling, you, you pulling freestyling, shit off people's nipples. Right. <laughs> and you and then and I just said, what you he, doing, bro? You didn't pay the <laughs> fine. Okay. You didn't do any of that. And it was so offensive to these white people to see this brown nipple on television. You know that it just it 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 threw the the whole thing. And then she was banned. You know, it really took a That's hit for wild. her career. Yeah. And she was she wasn't even she's still in this realm where she's finally getting her justice because the the executive who did that got me too. He got me too the hell up out of there. What? You know? Yeah. Paul the guy Moonves that banned her. Yeah. Now, so, I didn't know Janet was banned. It's so much more yeah. to this. Wow. She got banned. She wasn't allowed to do any more Super Bowl. It was like she had to pay a huge fine. Justin didn't That's have to ridiculous. do any of that. He That's didn't ridiculous. do any. He didn't even offer to help pay part of that fine. You know? So when we talk about that level of, of white privilege, you know, maybe it, 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 um, a lot of times we, maybe because we, are more obviously there sometimes as black people if we're in an all-white space you know and we talked about that the last conversation around the dangers of being black in America and for me it's way more dangerous to be the only black person in a white space than it yeah. is to be black and be around your own people you know I don't but, even like being in an in elevator with white people and I'm by myself and it sounds ridiculous, but it, it's it's the most uncomfortable thing for me, mm-hmm. my experience, to be on the elevator with all white people. Mm-hmm. Or let's just say, in my building. Mm-hmm. I live here just like you. I'm your neighbor. And an older white woman, I'm coming in my building, she's scuffling for her key. She can't find her key. I scared of sin. So now... Her guard is let down because she's like, oh, oh, she she actually belongs here. Right. Then we go in. Right. And she's getting on the elevator with me, and you still off to the side as if you you scared. Feel, yeah, like she's scared. I'm like, right. like, ma'am, I just scanned open the door and so let that, you and in. let you in. You don't even know she's legal. I don't even know if you're supposed to be here. And I let you in. Then now we're on the elevator. And now I'm scanning you up to your floor. I should be the one looking at you like I'm nervous. There's that. But that that whole dynamic of, of being black in America and dealing with, you know, the way that people look at us and how they identify with us. 
all of that goes to that larger conversation of um, we are and, and we could talk about that from the perspective especially because you know next weekend is the women's march so they're gonna have these these women's marches right in dc in dc and in la they're doing one in la oh, again wow. I don't, um, okay and across the country on the 19th and we could go back all the way back to the suffragist movement white women have always seen black women as under them like when they were fighting for women's rights they were not thinking about our rights right and in many cases um there was a documented beef between the women's suffragists and the abolitionist movement some of the white women were part of that abolitionist movement where they wanted to get black folk free but then they got mad because black men got the right to vote before white women did so it was always even it's always been a, a battle between those two and even up until barack obama versus hillary clinton would we have a woman president or a black male pre or a black president first and everybody forgot that cynthia mckinney was running on the green party ticket right uh-huh and this person is wild yeah um, oh no they navigating they, that la traffic yeah right? yeah yeah. no they wild and i that's yeah. nothing though because i got my fast track there shout out to the metro express fast track metro. if you in la you need to invest in that and we out of here and we out of here yeah son. these motherfuckers can't yeah. drive but continue yeah anywho um so we as as black women you know a lot of times are we are the most educated group of any racial group black women are the most educated group in the united states of america wow you know when you think about we have you have black women business owners lawyers doctors um and we went back to that whole idea of uh going back to the rugrats so I want to talk about that. That was my cartoon right yeah, there. Yeah, I love the Rugrats, I right? I love them. And Susie's character, the black girl on yeah, the Yeah, that's Chris Supper voice. Yeah. So there's a In meet. fact, to, before you go into it, she's one of the most iconic voices in the voiceover industry. And she's one of few black women exactly. that are voices. Exactly. Shout out to Cree Summer for exactly. being so many famous voices out there throughout she, my childhood. Exactly. Cree Summer has held it down amazing. Um, and But okay, so back to Susie Carmichael's parents, right? That level of black exceptionalism it was like they were afraid to put a flaw in her mama. Her mama was a pediatrician. She was a, a, a chef and also um, a licensed pilot, commercial airline pilot. How she got three jobs, three major jobs. Her right? mama was lit. Her mama was lit, okay? <laughs> Her mama, and it's like, they're so, in order for black women to be appreciated in these societal realms in white society, we have to be all of these things. So, like, Michelle Obama gets the respect that she gets, 
not because she's Barack Obama's wife. Right. You know, there are so many white first ladies have gotten by by just being this person's wife. Right, right. But she was, she is a fire, a powerhouse in her own realm. She, she trained Barack Obama when he joined the law firm. She mentored him. You know what I'm saying? Wow. She came in and has her own career. She made her own money. She is the most educated so of all the first ladies. Of they every met, first lady. They didn't they what they met. They worked at the same law firm. Okay. They met they met at the same law firm and she and that's how she trained them. Yeah. Got it. Okay. She is the most educated of any first lady in United States history. Right? Like that level of exceptionalism that she had to be at. Because let's be honest, people didn't vote for Barack Obama because of Barack Obama. They voted for him because of his wife. For real? I believe so. Because if he'd have had, if he'd have had, what if he'd have had a white wife, it wouldn't have happened. Y'all think so? Because he, because he is biracial. Not. He's biracial, but he's black. Okay? No, there's only, only certain and his people. His cousin's Dick Cheney. But go ahead. Right, I'm listening right. to you. On the far side, right? <laughs> yeah. But oh, only only a small percentage of people are like this is my biracial president yeah that's you know? true they say this is they're my, not looking at it like that no, no unless they're trying to pull a jab but you know i don't know i felt like that would have even made white people kind of even really fuck with him if his wife had been white but you say no no they wouldn't because first of all white people ain't comfortable in that realm with interracial relationships uh, like that either. I got you. Like, it's grown and it's expanded and more interracial relationships in the United States of America are on the forefront. But, no. People would have been like, um, no. And black people would have been like, no, nah, I'm good. You know oh, no. Saying? Black people would have been, he would have lost that vote. Because they would have like, uh, they would have, they, you know how they feel about the black man with the white woman. So, yeah, it would have been over. Nah. It's not happening. How you gonna say you for me when you don't love me? Mm, it's one thing deep. it's one thing if it's like I know people who are in multi who are well, in you know what, Karen, relationships. Let me ask you this. I I, I have to I, I gotta chime in real quick. Go ahead. What I, I've never had the issue. Even when I dealt with men, I never looked at it like, oh my god, why is he with that white woman? For you being a heterosexual black woman mm -hmm. maybe you could speak on this and get your insight do you personally have an issue with the black man being with a white woman that's my first question my second question is why do you feel like black women as a whole have an issue but it's okay for them to go date a white man let's let's go there okay let's take it there let's take it there because it's this crazy. is the this is the same conversation we have about gentrification. We're talking about, do I have a personal problem with it? I have grown in my understanding and in my life that I don't. You know, because majority of the time, it's not nobody I was trying to fuck with in the first place. <laughs> like, You're crazy. Just being honest. <laughs> like, some people, I'm like... It's not a loss, ladies. We all right. We still good over here, you know. Right. 
But when we talk about gentrification. What the fuck is you doing, Poppy? You know, like, what is going when we, on? When we bring it back to gentrification. Crazy. People are upset about gentrification not because white folk are moving into Harlem, but because Harlem was the neighborhood where you delegated us to be in. You mm. know, this is where you said we had to be. When we're talking about redlining, we're talking about um, these things, these block covenants. You told us we couldn't be nowhere near your neighborhood. Right. You know, we, we couldn't go nowhere near there. We can't move there. So we have made community where we are allowed to make community. Right. Now that our community has become a viable place, you realize it's close to downtown, it's convenient, it's got these dope, amazing, Victoria, whatever you like about it, now you want to reclaim the space and move back in. Right? So I think for a lot of black women, we have constantly looked at it as... Um, or for black people who want to see black people together it's like we need to hold each other down you know why why are you going and seeking out something that that is not a, a, not of you and that doesn't actually long term support you and that's not always the case and that's where I had to get that growth from because there's Every well, I, I'm gonna be honest. A lot of a lot of my black male friends, male black males, black men in general, but a lot of a few of the ones that I'm actually friends with, they feel like they are not good enough for black women. They're always getting beat up. Mm. They're always uh, being, um, is it what's that word? Uh, demasculated? Is mm -hmm. that is that is that a the mm -hmm. word? Mm -hmm. And. And they just was like, I'm tired. I don't get this when I deal with a white woman or an Asian but woman that's because or an they Indian know, woman. Because, uh, let's be honest with it, okay? There are two things happening here. <laughs> uh -uh. One thing is that a lot of black women, if they're raising these black men and there's not another man or male figure around, they're not actually raising men. Right, right, right. You know, there are certain things that you're going to get from another man that I'm not going to be able to give to you. And that's that's just me being factual and honest, biologically, everything, you know. Um, and so we as women, instead of raising our sons to be full men, we raise them to survive in society and we pr overly protect them. And also because black men if you've been living in a single home and you haven't seen someone love your your mother not in a way that's like brotherly love or or sisterly love but really deep down inside love your mama you might not understand or see the value in seeing your someone who looks like your mother as attractive mm. you see black women as nurturers and as head of household figures and you might respect them for who they are and what they bring but you don't see them as the full totality of of being a, a sexual human being who deserves that type of romantic love you know mm. you don't even know how to give that love to them and women because we get into survival mode and we teach our daughters to be to excel we teach our daughters go harder 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 no one's going to work harder than you you need to work harder right. you need to do this you need to be on this you you know um or else you're going to be a, a a trollop or a thought you don't want nobody thinking nobody less of you 
right. we get into these modes of resiliency where if a man isn't meeting our goals at that point of our same level of resiliency we're gonna be like man you 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 dead weight you know hmm. and, and and men don't like the idea of feeling like dead weight we have to talk about the psychology of black men feeling feeling weak and how um and how society has kind of has has created that space for them to feel weak but we also have to get to a place where acknowledging that i'm gonna be honest i feel like a lot of these uh black women or women in general are enabling these black men mm -hmm. now i don't i don't think they should be disrespected but let's be real some of these black men you gotta go hard on because mm -hmm. they not getting it mm -hmm. it's like bro i got kids with you mm -hmm. why am i working all these jobs and you on the couch playing video games bro. that shit is wild that's wild that's and, crazy and you know what the thing about it is there's uh, so many of us have been trained to like just be you know to to be accommodating so that we can at least say we have a man oh you know? that's whoo that's deep and that's accommodating just to say i got a man you that know? is crazy and because you have these other women that don't have those like of other cultural groups that don't have that historic dynamic they don't come in with that same with that same baggage i guess you could say. Right. they don't come in with those same expectations oh that's a dope mural um they just come in like, okay, um, I think he's really cute, you know, or they hear your, your sad story and they want to, they want to nurture you. They want to treat you like a fucking baby bird, right? you know, and, and get your wings back and, and then throw you and let you fly or some shit. Right. Um, and black women are like, we in the same struggle. What, what's your struggle? Me too. Plus this, what's up? <laughs> you know, um, but I, I say that all to say that uh, there are cases where, and there are circumstances where, if I mean, some is, black women have gone to the point to where they just, I hate to sound this to be, you know, really raw and, um, oh God. But uh, I know a lot of professional, successful black women that preferences black men, but they've gone to the point to where they just settling. Excuse my language, just for the dick. Yeah. I don't need nothing else from you. I just want the dick, and you can leave. Mm -hmm. And that, and that, to me, that's that's kind of disheartening. Yeah. It's like you feel like the powerful black man you can't be with because he feel like he's competing with you. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's go there because we got some successful. You out there in DC? Mm -hmm. It's some. It's some. It's it's some dope dope ass brothers out on the East Coast. Yeah. On Wall Street, lawyers, all of that. But yeah. guess what? They not with no black women. I, I, not for not all of them. All of them, mm -hmm. for the most part, are not with other races. But if they are with a black woman, mm -hmm. it's a certain kind of black woman. Mm -hmm. Let's just be clear. I, yeah, I, and, yeah. And then if they can't be with the successful elite black man, they got the refined thug. For example, like. A Jamal from the hood mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying They really mm -hmm. can't really take to You know a, a, a mayor's ball or nothing like that But she enjoys him He lays the pipe 
she's getting her knees met that way and she's sort of settling like well you know what i'm powerful i got all these degrees i got this money hey what do i need a man for i'll just get some dick what to me that just screams that you really won't love and you're just kind of settling for what you can get Mm-hmm. I would definitely say that. I would say that there are women who, and there, unfortunately, I've met them where the, and I know, and it's been my experience for a lot of people, is like how society works, and even like from my experience going to Howard, there, black men who are successful are put on this pedestal. Like you made it, you're successful, you should have the baddest bitch possible. Right, right, right. And you should have the TV bad bitch. Whatever the TV is telling you you're supposed to have, that's what you're supposed to lift up and want to be with. When I was at Howard, because the the ratio for women to men was like something stupid, like seven to one. Oh, wow. And so they was just probably losing. They bad. They had all kind of options at Howard. Man. Options upon options. And that's just at one school. We're not even talking about if you decide to frolic over to GW or to Georgetown or to American and all these other schools and find the, you know, elite black folk over there. Because it's even slimmer for them, you know. Right, right. But that pedestal and then the society telling you this is what you're supposed to have to be excellent. You're supposed to have this light, bright, damn near white to be at this range or you're supposed to have this person and everybody's not going to live up to that or it's like okay this person's supposed to have this type of body you right, know right. i know some amazing black women who don't necessarily have these curvaceous figures and they struggle finding black men because black men have this idea like supposed to have ass you're supposed to have this you're supposed to have that whereas white men might not necessarily be thinking about that in the same room so they end up with white men because that's who talks to them you know wow all right well well well, before we wrap up what what is something that you will say that you could leave for our single black women out there and then also our single uh black women that are mothers yeah you know just kind of you know because right now honestly we in 2019 we're, we're in the in the current state that we in right now mm-hmm. we gotta send some positive energy mm-hmm. and some love yeah. to all of the women but especially our black women out yeah. there i love y'all but carrie finna she she gonna leave y'all with something yeah. positive i think uh for black women who are single i think that waking up in the morning and remembering that you're fine you know it's like you know like the i was telling um a young girl today i was like sometimes it's like the erica badu song it's been such a long time we forgot that we're fine you know don't forget that wake up in the morning and remember that whatever you bring out to the world is what is going to be put back out to into you Mm. you know if you put out an energy of of hatred towards our men and and you put in that energy of that vocal vocalizing that our men ain't shit then that's what you're gonna get is a bunch of ain't shit men that's deep but if you put out there and you put in that energy like this is the realm of positivity that i want to bring to the table then you're lifting everybody up 
and and also every I think as as single mothers especially with you know looking at everything with the surviving R. Kelly and like who we have we have to be so much more vigilant about who's around our our children um and I think also that emotional aspect of I am yes I am a mother who is single but I am not a single mother Mm. my son has a father who is involved and who is active is he the you know balling out daddy no you know but I respect and I make the space for him to be a father right and a lot of times we get so caught up in our anger that we don't allow that space you're like, oh, he ain't pick, he ain't putting the money in. He can't see these kids. You know what right, I'm saying? Right, right. Fuck that. You need a cocktail. Let him see his kids. Right. You know what so I'm you saying? can go out with the girl. Go do you. You know, like, like, don't. And if you have the privilege, if you have the ability to do that, you know, because everybody doesn't have a, a father that is able to do that or a partner who's able to do that. But I definitely think that as as black women in general we gotta figure out the best ways to allow that love in and I think that's what we have been working on and make an effort to love ourselves exactly because we'd be too busy trying to love everybody else especially these men and you ain't you gotta ladies I'll say this to you I want you guys to really make an effort for 2019 and beyond to love yourselves yes take care of yourself do do something that's loving to you mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying go get that facial make an effort to save up to go take you a little trip mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and with the girls it. in and do it unapologetically you know don't feel like you can't do nothing. it's not over because you ain't got no man right. it ain't over because you a mom no you still are supposed to live too yes period so, this was a great conversation, Carrie. Um, I definitely hope everybody that's told in, especially my black women, have taken something from this positivity and taken some love um, from this particular episode because I'm a black woman. I love y'all. I, I, I want to see y'all win. I want to see y'all loved. Uh, we all deserve love. We don't need to settle, you know, let's really, really deal with things in a healthy way. Um, I know that it's not easy being not only black, but a black woman, especially in America right now. You know what I'm saying? I get it. But Mm -hmm. we have to make the effort to just do the best that we can in the America that we in, y'all. Yep. That's all we could do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And that's it. Um, but and and also just stop letting folk pit us against each other. You know, that's the last thing I'll say. And it's not about a relationship or anything else. But if you watch The Apprentice before Trump was in office, you know that the producers and the production of that show was hella racist, and it pitted the black the black computers when they did the Apprentice All-Stars and they had Nene going against uh, Omarosa and all these black women fighting each other 
we got to stop that representation of ourselves and allowing that representation of ourselves to be pushed out to society by people who are not us well not all i to that point not all produce not all of the producers are racist because i actually worked on um the season of the apprentice actually the one that he was not a part of because he was running for fucking president i was on the season with arnold schwarzenegger okay and a couple of my friends were producers on there and they're African-American women. Shout out to Tori, mm-hmm. who actually got me on the show. Shout out to Giovanni, who was in, um, she did makeup and she, you know, mm-hmm. I was a wrangler, okay. I, you know. So, you're right, you do have that racism within, but I think he as an individual, he is just on his own, whatever he own, you know. And he's running our country mm-hmm. like it is a season of The Apprentice. Mm-hmm. On that note, y'all, we're going to wrap this episode up. Um, Carrie, thank you so much for being a part of this conversation. Um, It definitely was much needed. Uh, I want you guys to go follow her on all her social media outlets. What's your social media outlets for the people? At Check the Weather on everything. Put that shit on everything. At Check the Weather. At Check the Weather, y'all. Just like y'all checking the forecast. At Check the Weather. You want to holler at me. Um, you got suggestions about different topics that you want to discuss or just in general, you need some advice, please DM me. Um, you can follow the podcast page on Insta- Instagram. It's Get Von J in Your Life Podcast. Uh, and then also you can feel free to shoot me an email. Um, Get Von J in Your Life at gmail.com. Um, and if you are into poetry and some other things i'm gonna be doing um uh another pop-up a love jones poetry pop-up and you can follow that page at poetic minds matter that will be popping off january 18th at 8 p.m private location um I got an event bright up, guys we got some five dollar tickets ten dollars and twenty dollar tickets um, I hope that you guys are having a fruitful 2019 so far. Um, continue to be the best you. Continue to strive. Keep the good energy going. Um, and be very mindful of your association and the people that you keep around you. And black women, <clears throat> it's enough love out here for all of us. Don't feel like you have to settle. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Just because you feel like uh all the black men are being taken by white women no just be patient just love yourself and don't settle for bullshit you know it's enough you love i love y'all so trust me it's enough love out here for everybody um and also please y'all if y'all listening if you if you rock with me if you if you like what you hear you like the conversations that are being had on my podcast please go subscribe i can't really have a podcast without listeners so go subscribe go share my podcast leave a review and also rate my podcast it will really mean a lot and it's free y'all it's free to subscribe <laughs> it's free to leave a rating it's free to leave a review support is free support is free y'all that's all i'm asking y'all to do uh it's your girl von J. i'm out of here me and carrie we're about to go get our grub on i gotta get some chicken and she's for the she well that's what she wants she wants some chicken so 
uh we finna get her some chicken but i'll check y'all later man be blessed and remember to stay in your lane stay in your back and stay blessed peace